You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Dustin DeVries, and Dustin has been living and breathing software development for over 20 years. He's the co-founder of Caffeine Interactive Technologies, an agency that focuses on marketing and software solutions. He enjoys working with clients to build the right technology, whether it's a multi-tiered mobile app built with React and Laravel or a simple website based on WordPress. He's a solopreneur and has grown his company based on 100% remote team, which he has been thriving, which has been thriving for the last eight years. In his spare time, Dustin enjoys playing tennis, fishing, reading, gardening, cooking, music, hiking, and hanging out with his family. Not many men would admit to the gardening. Well done. He believes that a work-life balance is essential to operate a business, overcome adversities, and find a bigger purpose in life. You can find him at caffeineinteractive.com, caffeineinteractive.com. I actually had some caffeine today in my coffee, and I'm feeling very interactive. So let's get into it, Dustin. Welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast on iTunes in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and take 30 seconds. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, wow, that was a great intro. I don't know how I can how I can add too much more to that. Yeah, I think you hit all the highlights. I mean, I'm a, a self-made entrepreneur, um, you know, working on growing my business. It's uh, a business husband and wife team. Uh, so my wife is the other side of the equation on this. My background's in software. Her background is in building requirements and, and all the specifications that go into it. So, you know, f- from both of us, we make a great combination uh, and we've managed to build this uh, into something that's, that's uh, paying the bills and, you know, Paying other, you know, paying employees. So we're we're doing well. That's awesome. So I want to hear a good romance story. So give me like two minutes. How'd you and your wife meet? <laughs> um, it was a, you know, we actually had we we both worked at the same company, uh, uh, in corporate America, and um, our cubicles were like three cubicles apart from each other for like a year. And, you know, I noticed her from time to time, and she probably didn't notice me. I think she says she noticed me, but I know she didn't. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one day after work, we were having like a, a company get together and ended up striking up a conversation with her, ended up, uh, we both like tennis. And so we started playing tennis. I did the whole friend thing. 
at first, you know, and I was like, yeah, I kind of like her, you know, like now, how did you evolved into more convert her from a friend prospect into a wife buyer? How'd you do it? I can't give away all my secrets. Um, give me one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I am horrible with, with uh, dating and women. And I think like if she ever left me, I would be just completely a mess. I think I would be single the rest of my life. But I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think it was just being uh, true and authentic. We had a lot of things in common. Um, you know, we were young eventually young and in love and just kind of evolved on its own. I don't, I can't say I did anything intentional there, you know, I mean, I tried right. to, but I don't know. Startup nation. Dustin just gave you a little clue to good marketing, be true and authentic and find things in common with your potential buyers right there. They're going to like you when they like you, they're going to start to trust you when they spend more time with you and then they want to buy and invest in you. Dustin, well done. You just knocked it out of the park. You didn't even know you did it. Good job. All <laughs> right, buddy. Um, take a minute. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, wow. Something personal about me. Um, Maybe embarrassing. Something embarrassing. I'm trying to think. Uh I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily a secret, but I'm definitely introverted. I don't, I'm not a big... Uh, public speaking is one thing I, I hate. Virtual things like this, I, I love having conversations, but getting up in front of a crowd of a thousand people would scare the crap out of me. So <laughs> that's one thing, which is tough, you know, being a leader, because, you know, those are things that, that as the company evolves, there may be opportunities to do that sort of thing. So these are challenges I'm going to have to overcome. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I hate even back when I was in corporate America and I have to give a, get up in front of 20, 25 engineers and, you know, run a meeting uh, and do presentations and stuff. I hated it. You know, I was just a nervous wreck before it happened. Of course, then afterwards, there's all this energy because you're so excited because you made it through. There's like yeah. this reciprocal thing that happens at the end. So that's always nice afterwards. But uh, yeah, that's as best I can come up the, off, off the top of my head. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, I think so many of us relate to you on that, right? Just the fear of public speaking. And what are we going to say? How are they going to receive us? And really, it's just a fear of being rejected, right? Deep down when you get right to it. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, man. I went through that in my, you know, early 20s and uh and then into my 30s and it cost me so many opportunities. It really did and you just spoke to that, you know, and and eventually I had to make a decision. The trajectory I wanted for my business and my life did it involve me being a leader and getting up in front of rooms and talking and getting over that social anxiety? The answer was yes. So I had to get over it. I had to master it. So once I made that decision, then I went and did the research, found a solution, and boom, blasted that sucker out of my life forever. Now I absolutely love, put me in front of 10 million people. Let's go. <laughs> like I absolutely love it. So just know for you and for you, Startup Nation, that it's possible. Whatever you find that's in conflict with your dreams, go master that thing. So that you, because it's stopping you, it's holding you back, it's sabotaging your efforts. I totally agree. I mean, and to dive a little deeper on that, maybe I'm not being completely transparent on this. You know, I do suffer from anxiety, you know, and to the point that it's sometimes it is debilitating for me just dealing with social situations and things like that. So it's something that's not, it's not a huge factor in my life, but it does, it does tilt the cards sometimes when it comes to, like you're saying, taking advantage of opportunities that maybe I don't. And so, you know, term for that, I think clinical sense is agoraphobia. And so, 
you know, when you suffer from any kind of anxiety like that, it's not like you just don't, you know, there's that of exposure therapy and going, just throwing yourself out there. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit careless, but you've got to exercise that you've got to, you've got to exercise that part of you that maybe you're less inclined to do. And I think that's true across, not just anxiety, but any, anything that you're maybe not as good at. Um, some things we have to be, you know, just come naturally for us. And some things we really have to exercise and be intentional about. And for me, getting out and being more social and, you know, being the face of my business is, is something that I'm not always comfortable with, but it's something I know I have to do if I want to be successful. So I wear it and do it and <laughs> well done. It. Well done. All right. Startup nation. I did not invite Dustin on to be, to be a guest on the show to talk about anxiety and social, you know, anxiety <laughs> or anything like that, but you know, Hey, a lot of us struggle with this. So I want to be real about it. So I am, invited Dustin on to give you his top secrets, his, uh, how did he make his six figures? How did he go past, you know, hundred K he's in the 500 K to a million mark right now. How did he do it with his company and how can you learn from him so that you do it? Say maybe this year, next year, like you can do it. He's no different than you or I. So Dustin, I want you to share your story about this company, Caffeine Interactive, uh, year one, two, three. Um, like, go back in time. Tell us the quick story of how you hit the first 100K. Like, paint us a vivid picture. Okay, great. What worked, um, what didn't work? So, you know, I started off, I was in working a job in corporate America. This is around 2006 or so. I started dabbling in affiliate marketing. And, uh, you know, we set up some deal websites and things like that. Um, just making some commissions and, and uh, started kind of getting some income from that. And eventually reached a point where we're like, okay, well, this might be something uh, we can pursue. Uh, I think at the time when I left my job in corporate America, we were, you know, on track for about 60 to $70,000 in revenue annually, which, you know, it's, it's okay. It was going to be a, a hit compared to my, you know, if I just rely on that compared to my engineering salary, which had started to reach up over, you know, into the six figure range. Um, but I decided to, to take the leap of faith, you know, in my mind, I, I was kind of the time turning, getting in my thirties. A lot of us start thinking about what's important in life at, at that age, you know, people start having kids, different than building a family, that sort of stuff. And so for me, it was just, I started thinking, you know, I'd rather be my own boss and make a little bit less than, you know, be stuck in the corporate grind. And, um, you know, no disrespect to anyone who chooses the, the path of corporate America, because there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Oh, actually, in some cases, I wish I was more like that. Um, and the but, cubicle served its purpose. You met your wife. It did. Yeah. I met yeah. my wife and I learned a lot of amazing things from a lot of amazing people when I worked there about how to manage people. And I got a chance to get into management a little bit before I ventured out on my own. So management wasn't a new thing for me. I kind of knew some of the structures and things I needed to, to put in place. And so just kind of grew from that. I got, we were doing affiliate marketing that ended up being a big bust. Um, but I learned a lot from that opportunity. And that's obviously critical, right? Anytime, you know, if you want to turn a failure into something positive, there's going to be something you take away from it. So I certainly did. Started doing freelance consulting work with software and then kind of hit critical mass with uh, with customers. That was probably around the time started hitting, you know, getting back up to my old engineering salary. And uh, from there, um, just rather than saying, okay, I'm just going to be a, a freelancer and go out and uh, have people hire me, decided to build a team. And that was around 2013 or so when we started actually building out the the team, Caffeine Interactive. And it went from me being a solo entrepreneur, just running things myself to to building an organization. 
Awesome. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I find it's easier to manage others than it is to self-manage, to manage myself. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, you know, that's something that's been really near and dear to my heart because now we're crossing over into 2022 right now. It's, you know, February 1st, the time we're, we're doing this. And so um, New Year's resolutions and looking back at last year and thinking how much I got in my own way that if I would have just focused on the things I needed to do each day rather than, um, you know, putting out the fires or, you know, we feel so many times as, as uh, you know, you're not even just entrepreneurs, anyone working in a, in a desk job, whatever it might be, you feel like you're doing meaningful work when you're answering emails, when you're, you know, taking care of these things that come, which I'm not saying those aren't important. But there's always something bigger, like a bigger picture, bigger goal you need to be trying to tackle every day. And I realized I wasn't doing that in 2021. I actually really felt at that. And so more accountability is really big for me this this year. All right, Startup Nation. There's a lesson that Dustin just shared with us, which is focus on your destination, not on your distractions. Focus on your destination, not your distractions. This is key. And then take the baby daily steps needed to get to the destination. Don't get sidetracked with the, the distractions. They're just there to slow you down or stop you. Don't do it. Don't fall for the trap. All right, Dustin, what was the number one marketing strategy you used to land those first few clients in your business? What'd you do? How'd you attract customers? I remember back then, I'm trying to remember what, what all I did. I, I think I got some gigs off of Craigslist. That was one, one way I did it. You know, this is back in like 2010 uh, or so. Um, Y Combinator had some uh, great resource where I think monthly they had like a, um, a hiring thread or something like that you could go and look at. And I remember getting a gig or two from that. Um, so just kind of picking it up wherever I could. Uh, anywhere I saw someone was looking for like a, a contractor, I would jump in and and uh, try to get, get work that way. And so kind of started from that. And then, you know, from there, as I started to build uh, – you know, a portfolio and build relationships. I started getting referrals and referrals became a really critical part of our business. Uh, as we, you know, once we hit that critical mass, I would say for like, you know, several years, most of our business was coming through referral channels. And um, those are the greatest, you know, I mean, the problem with referrals is that you're always going to be kind of capped, right? There's always going to be a little bit of a ceiling. You don't have a spigot. You can just turn on and off. It's just based on people referring you and getting that business. Whereas if you're building your own, leads doing your own prospecting obviously you have the ability to grow faster if you need to or slow it down if, if you need to and so um while it's good um you know in so, some ways it can become almost like a detriment if that's all you're relying on because then you kind of stagnate and i think we we hit some of that uh you know here back a few years ago and so we had to try to figure out how we're going to get out of this yeah Got that. What's what was the biggest mistake you made back then um, that really slowed you down uh, in the business, or blocked you, or stopped you, or sabotaged you? And how do we avoid it? Um, I mean, I'd say probably not being more intentional about going out and finding new business. And there's that's a whole big topic because there's so many different things that go into that. It's not just taking action to go out and find uh, new customers. It's also holding yourself more accountable, uh, looking at things like budgets and saying, okay, well, let me, you know, even just come up with a simple budget and saying, I'm going to look at my numbers month over month. I'm one of those guys that like to just kind of bury my head in the sand and not look at numbers and budgets so much and kind of pretend everything's going okay. And sometimes reality can smack you upside the head. And so I think that was, 
you know, that's something that's been big for me. And even now, you know, here we are in 2022, it's nine years after, you know, I put the stake in the ground in 2013 as being when we started Caffeine Interactive. Um, so going based on that, it's been over nine years now. I would say starting January 1st of 2022 was the first time I actually really sat down and put together a budget and put together an accountability spreadsheet to track where my, what my expenses are, what my profits are, what my, how much I've invoiced for the month. So that I can actually drive this more, you know, you hear about these companies where it's like, it's in the month, like car salesman, right? In the month, we're going to, or at the end of the quarter, like you can get a great deal because trying to meet their quotas. Like, I think there's, you know, don't have to be too extreme about that, but I think there's something to be said for being able to know exactly what you're doing and where you are in terms of your, your revenue and your goals and everything else, setting those goals each, each month and being able to, to track that. I've never really did. I've never really done a great job at that. And, um, Still been fortunate to, to do well, but I think how much money have I left on the table by not being more intentional about those sort of things? Mm, that's an honest mistake. Thank you. All right. So what was the number one process or system that you implemented that is helping you automate your business, scale it, grow it so that you can eventually step out of it? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, really just starting with documenting processes. So like for us, we take on a variety of new, new customers, new clients. And so they're saying, you know, we're a software business. Obviously there's a lot of things we automate and a lot of things we could automate that we still haven't automated because we're too busy working on people who are paying us money versus like our own business. Right. So, uh, you know, there is that, but like standard operating procedures, just putting together, like when we onboard a new customer, um, what needs to happen, right? Because there's multiple systems we've got to, we've got to put them in. You know, first we're sending them the invoice. So, invoicing system we got to create their profile set up everything with that um you know we have other systems like uh, we use jira which is a software uh development tool uh we use for, for tracking all of the the tickets and all the all the tasks that need to be taken care of with the project so we have to you know put an entry for that that customer and for that project um you know we have other systems we're putting all this stuff in so it's like ends up being like a you know pretty decent amount of work just to onboard a new client and so you know, in the early days, we'd kind of sit around and be like, oh, we've got to put them on, you know, onboard them onto this tool. We need to go set that up. And then there's something else missing. And so just writing that down on paper, just having like a standard operating procedures like uh, section that we store documents like this. We do everything mostly through Google Drive. Uh, we have a wiki as well that we put some of stuff on. But just setting that up, just documenting it. And then from there, you can start seeing, OK, well, what are the things that are taking me the most amount of time? I've got the procedure down. I've gone through it, done like a dry run, manually doing all this stuff. What can I do now to start to automate that? Are there different tools and solutions that, then, you know, things like Zapier is great for like integrating different tools together and, you know, avoiding things like double entry and different tools by using, you know, some, some automated solutions already out there available to everybody. So um, I would say that was probably the biggest thing because once you have your procedures down, then you can start talking about the, the processes and how would you improve it? How can you automate it? I agree with you completely. And Startup Nation, it also, uh, by tracking your procedures, writing them down, putting them to paper, uh, it also makes you attractive uh, for a possible acquisition in the future. Uh, because now a potential buyer of your business knows exactly what they're buying. They have the processes and systems in place 
uh, and they can literally just duplicate. They could put a team right into your company, follow these steps, here's the manuals, and they continue to grow and expand that business. I know in 2019, when our business was successfully acquired, that was a deciding factor uh, for the potential buyer. We had created processes and systems all the way down to every nuance so that the entire uh, business was systemizable completely scalable and automated and anyone could just come in and take over right and that was a key factor uh for that acquisition so you could do the same thing for yours and it's never too soon to start doing that never too soon to start doing that all right there's a great book about that if you don't mind me interrupting built yeah, to sell a uh, great book if you haven't read it built to sell um that talks about sell. kind of a theoretical startup company it's not a real real life story but follows through a guy who gets out of trying to transition from being the linchpin in his company to like making a building a business that he could actually uh, build and sell. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to look at things. So there you go. Little plug there for a book, not even yours. <laughs> what a guy. All right, Dustin, let me ask you a real question. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first six figures? Why do they get stuck? Um, I mean, the obvious things are like maybe the, the idea, the concept isn't something that's truly marketable, maybe something you like, maybe a hobby, but maybe it's not something you can actually turn into uh, something that's, uh, that's marketable enough to, to make, to reach that 100K uh, milestone. You know, that's, that's the first answer. I think the first thing I do is say, well, you know, if someone said I'm struggling to get to 100K, I'd be like, well, what do you do? Let's talk about, is this even something that can, can reach that point? Uh, once you get past that, then it's more about just, uh, you know, how are you structuring things? What is your process like? Uh, what are you doing to try to, to, to market yourself? And more importantly, I think, is, you know, there's a great uh, concept that I got from a, another business book I was reading. It talks about motion versus action. And I saw this a lot in affiliate marketing space when we got into that. And I started going to like these affiliate uh, summit, I think it's called affiliate summit was a conference that I went to. You see a lot of people that show up and you can tell they're like really interested in, in building a business, but they don't actually want to take action. They're kind of going through the motions. They feel like if I'm reading a book, if I'm reading this business book, or I'm going to these conferences, I'm doing all these things. And, you know, I'm constantly moving, constantly thinking about, I'm involved maybe in message boards, online communities, things like that but somehow that's helping me do something. But at some point you actually have to take action. I think a lot of people are afraid to take action. Um, and I'm that picturing could be right now, uh, you know, someone learning to swim. I want to learn to swim. So they get in a pool and they submerge in the water, but they never move their arms or their legs. They never take action. They're like, well, if I just submerge in the water, eventually I'll learn to swim. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, nah, you actually have to try and exert effort and take that action. Yeah. Or even like say watching a bunch of YouTube videos on how to swim. <laughs> right. I mean, eventually you got to jump in the pool. Right. So like, there you're you right. Go. Good point. Uh, yeah. So I mean, All I right. think awesome. that's a big problem there. That's a big problem. Thank you for walking us through that. All right, Dustin, this is the opportunity now to speak to startup nation. What are your top three tips and strategies for them um, to, to move them past the six figure mark, wherever they're stuck right now? Like, what do you think are like universal principles, strategies, tips, things that maybe worked for you? What do you got for them? So I think planning, is definitely important. So um, I'm a big proponent of the, the one thing concept, picking out one thing each day that you need to focus on. And then you get kind of this domino effect from that where the one thing that you do today 
will affect the one thing you want to do this week, which will affect the one thing you want to do this month, which will affect, you know, quarter, year, three years, five years, how far out you want to extrapolate, right? But it all, you know, when you look from where you are versus where you want to be five years or 10 years from now, there's little micro steps that are involved getting there, right? I mean, how many days are in uh, in 10 years? It's like 3,650 3, days, right? So uh, each day, taking actions to, to try to do that. So I think that's first is, is planning, making sure that you've got something, you know, that each day you're taking steps towards that ultimate goal. Um, and then from there, uh, actually taking that action, right? I think that would be number two. So planning, number one, taking actions, number two. And then number three, um, tracking accountability, right? So I think, um, this is where I failed in 2021 because I decided, all right, I'm going to really embrace this concept of the one thing. And I'm going to really, I say the one thing, I don't mean to just keep throwing out books and <laughs> mine. like like I'm plugging in, but, but Gary Keller has a great book called the one thing. And it's a great business book. One that I've, I've loved, got a lot of enjoyment out of and a lot of lessons out of. And he talks a lot about the one thing and this domino effect that goes on. And so I think it's great to, to take that and, and run with it. Um, it's a great strategy, but if you're not holding yourself accountable, um, and it's always, I mean, when you're dealing with, I've got this one thing that I want to do today, but I've got this thing that blew up with this customer that I gotta go fix. Yeah. I may pull you away for most of the day, but you still need to get that one thing done as best as you can, you know? And, and I would also say maybe a fourth thing in there. So it's, it's a plan, take action, track performance. Maybe a fourth thing is just, uh, uh, now I lost my train of thought of what I was going to say about that. Um, I guess just more around the accountability piece. You gotta, you know, make sure you're you're holding yourself accountable. Awesome. All right, there you got it, Startup Nation. Plan your one thing, take action daily towards that one thing, and then track your progress. Are you still on course? Are you off course? And then adjust accordingly. All right, Dustin, welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 11 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it, it's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? No. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about owning a business? Uh, the freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Um, we're always struggling with marketing. I say, say marketing um, and figuring out how to market what the services that we, that we provide uh, in the most optimal way. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Um, failure, which to me is um, doing this for the rest of my life, but not being able to build enough of a nest egg to be able to retire. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Um, I go back to what I was talking about before motion, not action, just take, you know, doing certain things, but not really taking the action I needed to, to move my, my business forward. Awesome. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear? Mm -hmm. uh, they're all controlled by the government. No, <laughs> I'm uh, secret fear about people. I'm, I'm totally joking about that. Sorry. Um, secret fear about people. I, I guess just that, you know, I'm people are, uh, <laughs> I don't know that, that I'm not, I guess you always have this fear of rejection, right? And that 
like I'm not I'm not interested I'm not I'm not this or that I'm not meeting up to people and people just being nice to me just to be polite sometimes you know like I'm not really that cool of a person I don't know I'm I'm, tr- I'm struggling here I don't I'm not that's good that. that's fine <laughs> I think we a lot of us struggle with that for sure what do you wish you had learned sooner in business uh just to be more aggressive and realize that I need that there are a bunch of hats that have to be worn with a business and I have to wear all those when I'm starting out. I can't just offload that on somebody else. I've got to take the responsibility and that includes doing things I don't like. I agree with that. I think Startup Nation, when you're starting out, you have to wear multiple hats to run a, to build a successful business. Once you get it to a certain critical mass, hopefully six figures, then you can start delegating those hats out to other people. That's when you can start to scale. Uh, what's a new habit that you're going to create this year? Journaling. Journaling? What? Nope. That's awesome, man. What's a bad habit you're going to break? Uh, <laughs> uh, bad sleeping habits. I need to fix that. I need to get better about going to bed at the same time every night, waking up the same time every morning. Yeah, that can really impact your days. huh? Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, honest, uh, reliable, and fair. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business. Um, scared, shy, and, uh, confused. Okay. And last question, Dustin, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends, your wife, your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about success. What would you say to them? Um, You know, my favorite thing that I just have really gravitated toward over the last couple of years, I, last question, I can take a little bit longer, right? Uh, serenity prayer. I love the serenity prayer. Um, love the idea of trying to make, handle the things you can, uh, not necessarily ignore, but not try to control the things you can't. And then the wisdom to discern the, the difference. I'm kind of paraphrasing it, right? But uh, I love that concept of not trying to control everything because you can't control everything. Control the things you can and don't worry about the things you can't. Yeah, it almost should be called a surrender prayer rather than serenity prayer. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. to surrender control on those things. Mm-hmm. All right, Dustin, uh, this is the part of the show where you get to give our audience, Startup Nation, a homework assignment. Uh, what is one action Startup Nation can take, should take this week to grow their business, their income, or their impact? So I got this from someone uh, from a seminar I was attending with my my sales coach. Uh, and I think it's, it's really great and really powerful. And I think it's in this whole accountability piece and taking action and your one thing and all that. Um, take a sheet of paper, draw it like you did in, you know, uh, uh, geometry class or whatever in math, X and Y axis. So you have four quadrants in the top left quadrant, put uh, what do you want to do today? Uh, top right quadrant, you write down what you did today bottom left quadrant, what you did well, bottom right quadrant, uh, what you didn't do well. And just do that for, I don't know, 15 days, you know, do it for half a month, do it for a whole month, do it, do it for the rest of your rest of your career. If you, if you're, if you enjoy it, but just use that as like an accountability tool and write it down, you know, start the day writing down what you want to do. Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, you can, you know, jot down, fill out the other three quadrants 
and set it aside. Don't look at it. Um, don't cheat and come back in 15 days and go back through everything and see what, what you look for trends. Um, I think that's important because then you can find out where maybe you're weak, where maybe you aren't doing things where obstacles are so that you can try to, to fix those. Um, it's, it's kind of like, it's a lightweight version of journaling. It's kind of what I do now why I've embraced journaling, that whole accountability piece and tracking, being able to see what I've done. Um, but uh, I think it's a great exercise uh, if you're struggling with taking action and, and taking the steps you need to every day to grow your business. All right, Startup Nation, there you have it. A very specific homework assignment for you to help you grow, not just your business, but grow yourself. It sounds like. All right, Startup Nation, if you enjoy this show, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and write an honest review now. And if I like what you write, I, I may give you a shout out live on the show. A little high five, please. Let's go. All right, Dustin, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? Best way to reach me is you can go to my website, caffeineinteractive.com. Uh, it's all one word, no hyphens, anything like that. Caffeineinteractive.com. And I've got, uh, you can reach out to me there. Uh, reach out through my uh, through the contact form or you can go to our about page. And uh, I think I've got some, some ways to contact me there as well. So uh, yeah, that's the best way. All right, Dustin DeVries, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joseph. Really appreciate it. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.